This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey guys, welcome into the Stinky Truth Podcast. Mark Schlerth alongside my co-host Mike Evans and... Hey, the NFL never disappoints. 365, I mean, okay, okay, it always okay, okay. has to be fed. I, I need to interrupt here, okay? Because, uh, look, I know you're just itching to do this. You're trying to be polite what? and everything. What but are you let's talking just, about? Let's just get on with it. Let's get it over with. There's a certain message you'd like to uh, deliver to everybody. Oh, I had completely forgotten. <laughs> yeah, um, right. yeah, what I would like to say is um, I told you so. That's right. I told you so. And I am now accepting your apology. That's right. You can apologize straight to me on Twitter at Mark Schlereth or on Instagram at Mark Schlereth because I was right all along. Yes, Aaron Rodgers was getting traded. Yes, he was. It just took a couple of years for it to come to fruition. But I was right. You were wrong. I am smart. You are dumb. Live with it. Should we should we recap people, just give people a quick little sure, synopsis sure, of sure. where this all started a couple of years ago? Yeah, go ahead. Let, 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 okay. So at draft night a couple of years ago, right? I get a phone call from Mark, mm-hmm. and he's like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm getting some information about Aaron Rodgers maybe being traded to the, to the Broncos. I'm like, well, tell me about it. Yeah, you're and, like, and, do tell. Do tell. And so you told me. You told me your source, uh-huh. impeccable source, by the way. I said, dude, I said, we're in the midst of our radio Broncos draft coverage. You got to go on with that. Right. And you went on. Now, and- to my credit, I didn't really want to go on because I'm not a reporter or a newsbreaker. No, but, but, you what were you like- were, but what you were sitting on was was yeah. monumental. So you went on and take it from Take yeah. it from there. So I went on and said, hey, listen, you know, I've, I've got information that a deal is in the works. It's uh as it was told to me, almost a done deal. There's some things that could, go, that could fall through, but this is exactly how I reported it. Of course, nobody says almost. Everybody goes, done deal, right? But That's all people heard. Right, that's all people heard. So anyhow, it obviously doesn't happen. And, you know, and then the Packers and the Broncos deny having official talks. When anybody says we haven't had an official talks, it means they've been talking a lot. <laughs> it just they, it's not like it's through runners, you know. They I mean they they send it to some underling. So it's not an official talk, but they've been talking a lot. And how I know, how I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that this deal was going down. This is several years ago when the Broncos on draft night looked like they were going to trade for Rodgers. How I know this is beyond the shadow of a doubt. As soon as I got off air, as soon as as we went to commercial break, after I said, hey, man, this is almost a done deal, you know, they've got a a deal in place, my phone rings, and it's the Denver Broncos. So I answer it. Hey, Stink, what's going on? How are you? Who told you this? Where'd you get your information? Who's your source? I'm not going to tell you my source. You're talking to Aaron Rodgers, aren't you? Yeah, I'm texting back and forth with Aaron Rodgers, but Aaron is not my source. Come on, who's your source? I'm not going to tell you who my source is. All right. 
And that was the end of the conversation. Yeah. Now, I get enough phone calls from the Denver Broncos because I do local <laughs> yes. radio here yes. in Denver. Yes. I get enough phone calls that if I say something that they don't like or that is untrue or there is a different side to the story, I will get a phone call from multiple people over there. Back in the day, from the president on down to the main media guy. Hey, Stink, we just want to tell you, make sure, you know, that's one side or one version of the story, but here's our version of the story. Like, we just want to give you full information. Hey, Stink, what you're saying is not 100% correct, and we don't want you to look dumb, so, you know, blah, blah, blah. Hey, Stink, like, that's the, I get those phone calls on occasion, right? There was no, not one Hey, it's erroneous information. Hey, we haven't had one conversation. Hey, it's not a, like we. I did not get one. Who's your source? Who told you this? You're talking to Aaron Rodgers, aren't you? That was exactly how the conversation went down. And then it just got bolstered a year ago when all of a sudden, out of the blue, Nathaniel Hackett becomes the head coach simply because you know there was another potential deal in place. Nathaniel Hackett comes here as a pseudo-offensive coordinator who doesn't call plays to be the head coach simply because of the relationship he has with Aaron Rodgers. And, oh, just follow the tea leaves or or follow the, the track that's laid out for you. It's dot to dot. All of a sudden, a guy who completely failed as a play caller, who had the worst offense in all of football, had to give up play calling because of the pressure in in the three-quarters of the mark of the season. All of a sudden, that's that's the guy you want to be your coordinator when New York? Like a guy that just failed miserably in game management, play calling. Russell Wilson just looked like, I mean, he, he looked like a rookie. That's the guy you need to be your offensive coordinator. Come on. Now, like, just follow the tea leaves. So, uh, you're well, Packer fan. You're welcome, and I'm accepting your apology because well, I I've earned it. Well, while you're handing out messages, you've had quite a colorful history with the New York Jet fans out there uh-huh. over the last couple yeah. of years. So, what would be your message to Jets fans about what they're getting in Aaron Rodgers? You in Aaron Rodgers, you are getting. I mean, he's a multiple-time MVP. Last year notwithstanding, he won back-to-back MVPs. Who's bristled? Like When Aaron is bristled, that's the guy you want playing for you. For the for the Jets and the Jet fans, and, and I'll be... Listen, man, I give you guys a lot of shit. You deserve it. <laughs> um, but I couldn't be happier for the Jets. Like, this is a huge, huge deal for them. And Aaron Rodgers is playing at a level that still puts him in the top three or four quarterbacks in the National Football League. He is, the guy's phenomenal. And he's one of the, literally, regardless of position, one of the smartest players I've ever talked to. Um, You sit down with Aaron Rodgers and you meet with him pregame, Dude, the stuff that he thinks about, the stuff that he talks about, the way he designs and thinks about plays and schemes and how he is, he's phenomenal. And then you look at the Jets in general. Obviously, Robert Sala is a guy that I have a ton of respect for. I think he's a he's he's not a good coach. He's a great coach. He's a great man. Um, and I think the Jets have a ton of respect for them. And they have a stellar defense under Robert Sala. Un- incredible. And then you start looking at the young talent that they've amassed from 
Garrett Wilson to Hardman to Brees Hall to like they have got they went out and got Lazard they've got a cavalcade of young offensive players that can really play I mean really play and now Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback if if they're not the favorite in that division I understand that division is tough like let's put New England I mean when have we ever said New England's a clear four they are Clear four. Yeah. Right? They don't even like their quarterback, the squishy Mac that they drafted years ago. Right. So, you know, there there have been reports that they're not happy. There's, there's you know, a little controversy there. So you got squishy Mac and the Patriots, a, a far distance four. Then I would say, hey, Miami and Tua, there's still question marks about Tua's health. He contemplated retirement. And you got the Buffalo Bills, number one, but – Clearly nipping at their heels are the Jets. With this move, I, I could see if the Jets aren't, like, they're either making a wild card playoff run or it's coming down the last two games of the season to see who wins that division between the Bills and the Jets. That, that to me, that's, that's how significant this move is for the New York Jets. All right, so you think Aaron Rodgers has a lot of football left in the tank? Oh, yeah. If Aaron Rodgers wants to play another like two or three years physically unless something dramatic happens right unless some dramatic injury happens like we keep thinking about Peyton Manning and thinking about the age like oh the age finally got him oh he like that neck injury was so severe and that was thought that he'd never play again he lost the ability to grip the football and stuff and he rehabbed that thing and he worked his butt off and he put up a couple of phenomenal years in 2012 2013 just incredible years but about midway through the 2014 season a game against the Rams it like jumped him and all of a sudden man he was just I mean noodle noodle arm and it was never from that point forward it was never the same again even though they won a championship in 2015 let's face it I mean he sat for what seven games why Brock Osweiler went five and two I believe during that time then he came back for a playoff run and he gave them credibility from the standpoint of you know manipulating the defense and making sure you know you got those those looks and when to check to run and all that stuff but that def- that that defense led them to a world championship so, okay so you have no doubts about Aaron Rodgers physically and you just I think let slip without meaning to what seems to be the real issue with Aaron Rodgers and that is his motivation to play and this feeling that is out there that hey Aaron may just decide after one year with the Jets okay I'm good I'm gonna go you know go off into do retreats and examine my Mm -hmm. mind and do all these things you've you've gotten to know Aaron over the last decade plus and you sat with him who is Aaron Rodgers because I think that's the big question right now who is Aaron Rodgers because all we've heard over the last couple off seasons is drama and things that aren't related at all to to Sunday football. So who is this guy and what is his commitment to football? How passionate is right. he about football? Because that, I think, is the biggest issue that Jets fans or a lot of NFL fans are asking right now when it comes to Aaron Rodgers. I think most people agree with you. This, this is a guy who can still physically, he can, he can still sling it, he can still move around. Right. Durability isn't an issue. But where does f- football importance rank for him? Right. Okay, I would ask you this. Like, when you say drama, what like what is your 
perspective on the drama? What What do you think he the drama is? He just seems to always find himself involved in stuff that mm-hmm. has very little to do with football. Right. Well, I, I would say that I would disagree in that I think all his stuff, the drama, is very much involved in football in that I've earned the right over all this time I have been one of the elite-level players in the National Football League, and the Packers, I've earned the right to, to not for not necessarily to make the decisions, but at least to be consulted. So the real drama started, in my mind, and, and I could be wrong, but the real drama started back when on draft night they took Jordan Love and it was – and then lied about. Like the Green Bay Packers lied about, oh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers on board. Aaron, they, they just flat out fibbed. They total fib. Because Aaron Rodgers came out and go, I had no idea that this is the direction. And so it's – I think that's when – like he always had a few complaints about, hey – level of talent the receivers you're drafting we haven't had you know the first guy to catch a touchdown who's a first round draft choice was Mercedes Lewis over the course of his career like they've never really invested that now listen that doesn't bother me because Devontae Adams became a superstar in the second round like they they have developed some star players and a lot of that is because their quarterback is that good and so I look at I look at I think players are really good if you're honest. But when you're throwing bullshit at them, that irritates. I think that irritates. Like I've always said, like I had this exit meeting. Let me just tell you about one of the reasons I still have animosity toward Washington and the Redskins. I had this exit meeting. Um, this is 1994. This is before I left and I was done playing there. Before I left, and I'm coming off of Yom Beret. Um, I lose all the feeling of my arms and legs in 1993. I fight to get back in 94. They end up rotating me. I start the first four games or so, and then they, the guy they they sign in free agency to replace me, it was a good buddy of mine, John Giesick. Um, he comes in and plays because he had a neck injury or something. And anyhow, we end up rotating throughout the season until he gets hurt again, and I finish the last four games of the season or whatever it is, right? And I have my exit meeting, and they have the nerve and the audacity to tell me the reason they were rotating me is because they were concerned about my health. Fuck you. You are not concerned about my health. You didn't give a shit about my health. That had nothing to do with it. You signed somebody to replace me. So don't give me that. You know, you didn't have any problem with my health when I was playing injured all of 92 and, 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 uh, and 91 and every, every other year when I was going out there and I shouldn't have been playing. You had no concern about it. But now all of a sudden you were concerned about my health or you want a management? You want a man, And that's exactly, by the way, that's exactly how the conversation went. It was a big F you to the people I was talking to. And so like, if you would just come to me and said, hey, listen, man, you were one of the best guards in football. You got sick. You came into camp. You didn't have your weight. 
and we were moving on. I would be fine with that, but don't give me a, a line of bullshit about how you want to protect me because you were so concerned about me and my health issues. Stop it. All right, so there shouldn't be any issues the, like, there's no, from not that gonna, standpoint. Yeah, they're not going to be. The animosity is gone. dealt with the Packers right. because of the Packers' decisions, the decisions okay. they made to not include him in but those. But this is also somebody who has a lot of interests outside football, and we've certainly been brought up to speed on – Darkness retreat, uh, retreats mm-hmm. and, and, and ghee butter and mm. missing mini camps and stuff like that. Um, you know, the whole immunization versus yeah. vaccination yeah. stuff. I, I mean, there's that, just... Now, that part is just him being, a, him being a snarky, intelligent ass. Okay. Okay, I'll give you that. But it, it, still, give you that. it still raises some questions. Is this a guy that, that burns for football? You know, especially... Since there is such a, a feeling out there that, and you've admitted to it too, that, hey, this could be a one-year thing. Yeah. It could be a two-year thing. And and I don't think you base that on physically he's only got a year in him. No. I think you think he could be Brady-esque and play yeah, pretty, really. you know, into his early to mid-40s. So, you know, it, then I guess my, my question that I think Jets fans would want to know is, how committed is he to football? Yeah. So... Let me just say that that dude, and I have nothing but respect for the snarky kind of ass. <laughs> yeah, right? I, yeah, you two are birds of a feather in that right? regard. <laughs> because, you know, like, gracious loser really is a dick when it comes to winning. And that's Aaron Rodgers. Let's just, just think about his whole you know, Chicago Bears, I own you, I'm your daddy, like, just the whole shit. I love that stuff. Yeah. His competitiveness, there's, that dude is as competitive as they come. Now, he's, like I said, he's super intelligent. Um, He's a super smart guy, but he loves, I'm, I'm, I just know that he loves to compete. And here's the, the other thing, I think that I think most of the guys love playing with Aaron Rodgers, love playing for Aaron Rodgers. So, um, now, could he retire after a year? Certainly, anything's possible. But, like, Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay. They won a Super Bowl the first year. And I'm not saying the Jets are going to win a Super Bowl, but at least least you've got an opportunity. Uh, So, and if he plays one year, so be it. If he plays two years, you're a winner. So I like I think what the Jets did was brilliant. I think it's I think it's a great move by the New York Jets and we'll see exactly the dividends that it play, pays. It's crazy what's going on in the AFC right now. Okay, I want I got this. I'm stealing this from Albert Breer. Okay. Okay. Check this out. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson will assume is, is still with Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson. Russell Wilson, dude, you've got you've got nine quarterbacks there mm-hmm. that have either been highly drafted, highly paid, high level of success, high level of success, lot given up to trade for them. Two of these guys will not make the playoffs next year automatically, mm-hmm. and I'm not even adding in Tua in Miami. Mm-hmm. Kenny Pickett in Pittsburgh. They're high on Kenny Pickett. Mm-hmm. My question is, 
is in the AFC, the popular opinion is that in the NFL, you got to get a quarterback. Right. Well, in the AFC, is it as important? Or, hey, you could have a quarterback. And it it may it not it may not make a difference. Right. You 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 can have the quarterback and still miss the playoffs. So are we seeing in the AFC maybe a shift to the all encompassing importance of the quarterback versus hey, you know what? You might want to make sure you're you're building a really good team. Yeah. Because just having the quarterback isn't going to be enough right. when it comes you, to the AFC. You got to have a quarterback. There's I mean we've talked about on and on and on um, about quarterback dependence you know it's quarterback dependent league well it might be a, a you know a quarterback um it, it dependent but it, it may be a quarterback deprived league so if you don't have one automatically you don't have a choice right. or you don't have a chance right so quarterback dependent versus quarterback deprived league if you don't have a quarterback you don't have a chance but just having a quarterback isn't necessarily give you a chance either you just mentioned you rattled off nine guys who are pro bowl caliber quarterbacks in the afc meaning two are not going to go to the playoffs automatically automatically so now it's having a quarterback and managing your cap and developing a team around that quarterback so i guess what i'm getting at is that when you're when you're looking for that quarterback how aggressive slash desperate Mm-hmm. Are you going to be to try to address that quarterback need, knowing that you you could find the guy and he could still be the eighth, ninth best quarterback in your conference? Right, but at least at least you have a chance. Like the that's what the Jets are looking at right now with Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. At least it gives us a chance. We've built a pretty good roster, but. You know, we failed with Sam Darnold. We failed with Zach Wilson. Maybe to no fault of their own. Maybe it was their fault. Whatever the case may be. But we inject Aaron Rodgers into the roster we've built, and we are already in that. And we're in the conversation of competitiveness of those nine quarterbacks you rattled off. Mm-hmm. And so, at least it gives you a fighting chance. Come on, in in Houston right now. Uh, hey, D'Amico Ryans might be the greatest coach in the history of the National Football League. They ain't going to win without a quarterback. You can build a great defense. You're not going to win without a quarterback. I mean, hell, look at the Broncos last year. With with Russell Wilson, their offense was anemic. It was the worst offense in football. Their defense was one of the top-rated defenses in football. They won five games. You know, that whole defense wins championship thing mm-hmm. that, that everybody likes to talk about? You can have a stellar defense. If you don't have – if you can't produce on the offensive side of the ball, I'm sorry, you can't win. Look at the Kansas City Chiefs. They won a Super Bowl based upon their quarterback and their tight end and really their old line the seventh-round running back. They had seven, I think, seven rookies. that When they got in the nickel and dime situation, seven rookies on their defense that were playing. They just went, hey, listen, but we'll, see, your su- answer, we'll survive. See, your answer surprised me a little bit because you've sort of railed against the idea of overdrafting quarterbacks and looking at the track record of a lot of these quarterbacks that get taken in the first round, especially high up in the yeah. first round. It's 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 really poor. It's, it's spotty at best. So 
are you still advocating? I, I'm not arguing with you about the importance mm-hmm. of the quarterback, but I'm talking about the way you go about trying to find the answer a quarterback. When I just give you this list, if you're an AFC team, is it worth taking a gamble like that? Draft oh, Drafting a player that, hey, you may not have a high, high first-round grade on, but, hey, we need a quarterback, even knowing that track record being spotty, all the misses, mm-hmm. and also the understanding that, hey, you know, even if he does work out, he's going to be ranked among the there's going to be a bunch of quarterbacks yeah. ranked ahead of him. I'm just I'm just curious if you still think it's worth taking that kind of a gamble to try to address the quarterback, or are you better off, hey, let's just continue to try to find our quarterback, but in the process, let's bring in some really good football players to build that oh, team up I, like the Jets. Right. Like the I'm, Jets I'm, all about, I'm all about building and constructing your roster. Okay. Like I'm all about physically dominating both lines of scrimmage. I don't think you win. Even if you have a great quarterback, you don't win championships if you can't physically disc- – if you can't physically – I mean, I was part of the Denver Broncos for a long time that went to three Super Bowls and got lambasted in all three Super Bowls, even had a superstar quarterback in John Elway. You know, got beat, what, 55-10 to 10 to San Francisco. They got beat by the by the Redskins. Uh, I mean, they, the Redskins scored 37 points or 34 points or something like that in the second quarter alone. I mean, it was ridiculous. And then that Giants game where they got absolutely ramshackled mm-hmm. because they couldn't control the line of scrimmage. They had John Elway as a quarterback. Right. It, it, he was a superstar. Didn't sure. work out. Right. Didn't work out. Until you start to get to the point where you can dominate both lines of scrimmage. So even if you have a great quarterback, if you can't dominate lines of scrimmage, you can win a lot of games. But to win a championship that way, right. I don't think it's going right. to happen. And, and last, right. last thought, because I want to get some other thoughts on this deal. But – you're Houston at number two. Uh-huh. And let, let's say the assumption is Bryce Young goes number one, right? Okay. You're sitting there, you're looking at C.J. Stroud, you're looking at Will Levis, you're looking at uh, Anthony Richardson, you're mm-hmm. looking at all these guys, right? Mm-hmm. In, unless you're absolutely sure correct, that this guy, Stroud, for example, has the goods, aren't you better off just going out and getting yourself a war daddy of a player and... Mm-hmm. We'll we'll deal with the quarterback position a different way. Yeah, it, it's an interesting question. Here's here's the problem with that is because the players have allowed the owners to win in negotiation with the quarterback with the uh, excuse me with the um, fifth year option and with the rookie wage sca- scale or rookie wage deal. Um, now it incentivizes teams to not do their homework to just draft a guy and sell hope and you know and and basically say hey man hope is our strategy see the the teams that draft a dude and are committed they really believe like the buffalo bills took a guy in josh allen that there were a ton of question marks about but they were smart enough to realize big time talent unbelievable talent Super smart, huge chip on his shoulder. All those things are true about him. And oh, by the way, Wyoming is not a hotbed for anybody to have success. So you're thinking about, let's face it, let's let's talk about quote unquote skill position players. Okay. You know how much I hate that. How many guys are going to Wyoming to catch the football? To run the f- not many. Mm-hmm. They don't want to 
It's a wind tunnel. It's cold. It's nasty. Couple that with the fact that you're playing a pro-style offense and you're actually pushing the ball down the field. Like, Buffalo was able to look at that and go, yeah, he's only completing 52% of his passes, but that's actually based on that offense they're running. It's not Baker Mayfield throwing 17 bubble screens in a, in a game against, you know, whoever in a, in a league they don't play defense and, you know, and going, wow, he's got the highest completion percentage in the history of, like, no. Like, you better be sold on the guy that you're, the problem is you better be sold on the guy that you're drafting and then committed to, to right. whatever it takes to, to make that guy good as opposed to what's going on right now. Well, it doesn't hamstring us like it yeah. did in the Jamarcus Russell yeah. days, so we'll just take See, it. See, that's the thing. And, I, just, that, that's what, I just think there's too many, too many decisions are just being made. Hey, let's, let's hope it works out. You know, let's throw a dart, hope it works out. Right, because, but it's made, because it's made by people who are trying to justify the pick as opposed to doing the work, right? It's made by a bunch of ballless dudes that don't want responsibility. So they're like, hey, he checked all the boxes, right. you know, and then it's yours now. If he doesn't work out, that's your fault. And you know what? In the NFC right now, you could probably get away with taking some of those gambles. In the AFC, with what we're looking at and that list of quarterbacks I just gave you, I don't know if it's the, the wisest strategy. Anyway, last thing. You're handing out messages. What would be your message to Packer fan? Kind of left unsaid in all this is what does this deal mean for the Packers? Are they the team to beat still in the NFC North? Who is the team to beat in the NFC North? Um, Packer fan. Ooh, that's a great question. Listen, I really love the progress and, and this just comes straight from the mouth of Aaron Rodgers that Jordan Love made over the course of last year. Becoming, and I say this all the time, just because you play a pro sport doesn't make you a professional. Aaron Rodgers flat told me Jordan Love became a professional last year. Essentially. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but that's what he said. Hell of an endorsement. Right? The dude, like the dude, the dude grew leaps and bounds was dominating, just dominating on the look squad. And he goes, and that's what you have to do. So that's what I did. Is that, like I took that as every every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday as my game day, backing up Brett Farr. Like I wanted to eat them alive. I want to let them know that the re, it's the real deal. And Jordan Love embraced that last year. So I've got high hopes for Jordan Love. Now I think – like, if the Detroit Lions don't go for it on every freaking fourth down, like, if they don't do that. Dan Campbell. Dan. And Dan. I love, and I'm a Dan guy. I, I love you're Dan. A Dan guy. But back off the fourth downs a bit. You just you pump your brakes. Maybe have somebody <laughs> else make a decision for it. But I think that, I think the Lions have a chance to be really good. Mm. I think the Lions have a chance to win that division. So, handicap them real quick. If you had to pick the order of finish, now that we know the quarterback okay. situations and the teams are pretty well. All right. I'm going to go Lions, then Vikings and Packers kind of neck and neck, and then then the Bears. Bears still last, huh? Yes. Okay. Wait a minute. Yes. Although I love, I, I love the youth of that team. I love the direction they went. I, I think their quarterback grew leaps and bounds last year. I think, I think Justin Fields really made some great improvements. Um, they're still the Bears. Right. Well, now that you've kind of formed a new right. relationship with Jet Fan, now Bear Fan can become your new uh, 
Come get a taste, Bear fan. <laughs> That's what I say. It just moves on. Pretty soon, all 32 teams will be mad at you. It's a chance I'm willing to take. I know you are. <laughs> hey, for everybody involved in the Secret Truth Podcast, we truly appreciate you guys. Uh, download it, subscribe, do whatever it is. I should put a subscribe button on there, but I, I, I looked at that via YouTube. I looked at how to do that, Mike. It's above. It's above my technological. We'll put Sean to work over there. On yeah, that. Sean does a good. Sean Gates, by the way, that does a great was, job for us. Yeah. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Sean. Um, way above. Way above my scope of knowledge. As a general studies major, that one. That one's more. What do you like advanced. to say about your knowledge? It's an inch deep, mile wide. <laughs> I know a very little about a lot of different things. Henceforth, <laughs> the uh, degree in general studies. There you go. College of Liberal Arts. University of Idaho, go Vandals. All right. We'll uh, talk to you guys later on in the week.